Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I of course cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. And good morning. My name is Mike McNamara. This is McNamara on Money. And today, let's see, we have a plan today. So first of all, here's the plan. Now, my guest this morning is a fellow by the name of David Tortelot from uh, Homestead Mortgage, and he's a specialist in reverse mortgages, which might give you a hint about the show here. So, so here, good morning, David, by the way. Good morning, Mike. So folks, here's the plan for the first first hour or so, we're going to talk about what I will call forward mortgages, which is like the mortgage everybody thinks about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and be, and they've never been known as forward before, but because we now have these kind of reverse mortgages, they just kind of got named that way, I sure. guess. Yes. So, so the official plan for the show is to have a discussion about forward mortgages and backwards mortgages or reverse mortgages. Uh, anyway, but <clears throat> this is going to be a little twist. We're going to spend a brief time explaining how they work and we're going to spend a whole lot more time explaining how you should be using them and how you need to be careful with them and how you should approach them uh, because the debt that you carry in your life is a huge piece of your financial success currently and uh, going forward uh, mm-hmm. into retirement. So, so that's kind of the plan here, folks. Uh, but before we get there, we have some 
Big pieces of news happening here at uh, McNamara F Financial and um, WATD and whatever. So, so let let me start from the top. So, first of all, uh, we are now broadcasting this show on WCAP 980 in the Merrimack Valley of Massachusetts. And good morning, folks, uh, as well as 95.9 FM WATD in Marshfield. So, we're basically now broadcasting the show to two different audiences, all human beings with investment and financial needs, and they just happen to be in Massachusetts, which is a good thing. So that's news piece number one, and uh, folks in the Merrimack Valley, we're looking forward to uh, talking with you folks for a long time to come. Now, number two, more big news. Okay, so from time to time, um, you've heard my son Justin on the show. We rope him in uh, on, on occasion, but he hasn't been a regular host, but that's about to change. So the way it's going to kind of work here going forward is that on average, uh, every four shows, there'll be one of us uh, that's going to be responsible for that show uh, and basically spread that load out so that, uh, you know, well, you folks can, uh, you know, listen to the old guy on occasion, but there are three young folks in this business who are the future of this business, and we figure it's kind of a good idea. To, to spread that around on the radio as well. So uh, that's kind of how it's going to work. And for the for you folks uh, in the Merrimack Valley, <clears throat> excuse me, so no, you, know, you have multiple choices of how this host thing works. On occasion, uh, a father and son, that would be my son Justin and I, will have a show, and <clears throat> you may get a very interesting perspective about, from the old guy and the young guy on different financial things, which is kind of fun. And we even disagree sometimes. It's kind of amazing how that may happen. Um, if you uh, have listened to the show down here on the South Shore, uh, bottom line is Kirk and Alyssa. Uh, Alyssa McNamara-Reed happens to be my daughter, and Kirk Reed is my favorite son-in-law. And you know, when they do a show together, you get like a husband and wife perspective. Uh, and sometimes you get a father-daughter perspective. And sometimes you get a father and son-in-law perspective. So uh, it's a family kind of a business. It's a family kind of a show. And Hmm, some of those interactions between us are interesting because we don't exactly always agree on stuff, which kind of makes it fun. Uh, anyway, so that's the second piece of news. <clears throat> Excuse me, the third piece of news... Uh, is that we have a brand new website that is now just specific to the show, McNamara on Money. And strangely enough, the website is called McNamaraOnMoney.com. Begosh and Begora. Okay, uh, so we've created a special website just for this show, uh, not for our businesses separately, if you will, so that anybody listening to this show uh, can can uh, contact us, okay? Uh, so McNamara on Money, uh, it's going to have uh, all of our past shows, so they'll be kind of sifted and sorted, so you can, if you missed a show, and they'll also be organized by topics, so if you want to take a look at a reverse mortgage show, presto, they'll show up. So, you know, on that site will be all past shows. Um, I write a, a number of articles for different publications around here, and there'll be uh, all of the articles uh, that I've written uh, going backwards. And <clears throat> we have some video. We have blogs, and there are some stuff on the website I don't even understand. But the bottom line is there's a whole lot of content <laughs> on this a website. It's a library of information. It's a library of information. And, and basically, remember, folks, uh, and on the South Shore, you, you know, but uh, for you folks in the Merrimack Valley, we're all certified financial planner practitioners, and you're going to find out that this show comes at uh, a whole bunch of different financial areas of your life, not just your money in investing, which is certainly a part. But believe me, folks, uh, as you live 
listen going through time here, you'll figure out it's not the only part, and by the way, at times, not the most important part of the decisions that you make in your life. So that's kind of cool. And um, the, the favorite part of that website from my point of view, is right on the first page. If you just go to McNamaraOnMoney.com, if you have a question, there's a questions little box right there, okay? Uh, and so sometimes when you listen to the show, you m- might be too shy to call or and or too busy. Uh, and anybody, uh, regardless of where you're listening to this show from, uh, can simply go to McNamaraOnMoney.com uh, and you'll see the questions box and ask a question. Uh, and even easier, I'm told, if you just email directly questions at McNamaraOnMoney.com they will pop up there and and we kind of figure that <coughs> excuse me uh, we kind of figure that if you would take the time to, to form a question uh, or a comment uh, on our site, we ought to make the time to respond to it sort of a thing. So so big big doings here. Two, two audiences, uh, four different hosts, all kinds of combinations of hosts, uh, a new website with mucho material, uh, and uh, th- things along those lines. So I, I think it's pretty exciting. And so this is the first show... Uh, that folks in the Merrimack Valley will be hearing, uh, and it happens to be pre-recorded, folks. Uh, we're, we're sitting here, by the way, today's date is Saturday, August the 10th. Uh, the show down here on the South Shore runs between 8 and 10 Saturday mornings. The show at WCAP will be running from 10 to 12 on Saturday morning. So under the heading of we can't be in two places at one time, and if we had to do two shows in two places all the time, that gets a little messy. So anyway, uh, approximately half of the shows we do will be live in WCAP land, okay, and pre-recorded down here. Uh, and the other half of the shows we'll do are going to be live down here and pre-recorded, uh, so, you know, in the WACAP area. Well, uh, if you've listened to the show before, folks, you know that uh, we've talked about some pretty important stuff, so the the only disadvantage um, to listening to a pre-recorded show is you can't ask a question. Well, we solved that little problem with McNamaraOnMoney.com. So, so uh, there's a, a whole lot of things going on here, folks, and for the first two or three shows, we, uh, we may have a little hiccup or a bump in terms of how to get going with it because now we're you know we're working in a couple of different places at a couple of different times i got a headache by the way getting all the stuff together to try to make all this work congratulations on all Th- that. thank you well it's a little Sounds early exciting. but I, I hope so yeah thanks <laughs> so anyway so officially we broadcast uh, to the merrimack valley saturday mornings on wcap 980 a.m from 10 to noon and we broadcast to the south shore uh, at watd 95.9 FMs Saturday mornings from 8 to 10. And I almost forgot, uh, if you're in the South Shore region, uh, we also have our show air on Sunday mornings from 7.30 to 9.30, again here on WATD. We're taking over. That's all I can tell you, David. Taking, you know, taking just the region over. Yep. <coughs> so is that show on Sunday, the Saturday show? Okay. Uh, yeah, yes, okay. basically a, a week later. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, and, and folks, also on the McNamara on Money website, we will have posted a detailed show topics into the future as well as posting all the shows and organizing them going backwards so wow. so regardless of where
where you're listening to this show from. Uh, we, you know, we, we think we have a pretty valuable service we provide to the community, and uh, you folks in the Merrimack Valley, we uh, plan on showing you how that works over the next uh, few years here. Okay, so... Boy, oh boy. All right. Yeah. (laughs) All right. We can take a break now. No, right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All good stuff, though, Mike. All all good stuff. Thank you. All right. So so the topic is forward mortgages, okay? Uh, And we're going to take a few moments to explain how they work. But let me begin with the following, okay? So... I have a mission on this show, and my mission is that there's a tug of war going on with living your life now and planning for the future and for retirement. Everybody listening to me has that tug of war going on about I have to live comfortably now, get my life squared away, and be okay in retirement. Uh, and and everybody should be living their life within their means, hopefully, and planning for retirement at the same time. Okay, and. The biggest variable, or probably one of the two biggest variables in your success in life is how you manage your debt, which is the subject of this show. Let's face it, a mortgage uh, is a rather significant chunk of money that you have to work with, uh, and it's pretty darn simple from our point of view, folks, okay? If that's one of the most important pieces to living a good financial life, you better get it right, and unfortunately, a lot of us don't, which is the reason we're doing this show here. Okay, so that's number one. That's my that's my mission. Uh, I'll also uh, preface my comments by saying that there are a number of folks listening to this show who suffer from what I call TMH. Okay, I made this up, by the way. Okay, too much house. Okay, uh, <laughs> and uh, I, like I, I, I think that in this country, um, folks on average are living in a home that they probably can't afford if they took a look out over the rest of their life and tried to plan for retirement as well. And I will be <clears throat> substantiating those comments here shortly. Uh, and, you know, my, my last comment is that, you know, if folks out there listening to me, okay, have a comprehensive written financial plan in place, that's a small percentage of folks listening to me, uh, you'd probably have your life under control and your mortgage under control and a few other things under control. And uh, that's also part of the mission here from my point of view. Okay. All right. So I'm going to do the Reader's Digest version of a forward mortgage here and then get to the important stuff. Okay, so we all know how they work. Uh, You know, you you borrow money from a lender, usually a bank, okay, and it goes for a term. Uh, The most common mortgage is 30 years. Uh, There are 15-year mortgages and actually a bunch of other terms depending on the circumstances. Okay, and uh, let's see. So right now, uh, bankrate.com, a a very good website, says that an average 30-year mortgage in this country is about 3.97%, and an average 15-year mortgage in this country is about 3.31%. Folks, they change daily these days. Uh, you know, mortgage rates used to change about once every six months a long time ago. Now they change by the hour in yes. this country, given the circumstances. So, you know, that, that those numbers were a little stale, but good enough for work and purposes. Okay, v- very simple here, folks. Um, I'm going to talk about $100,000, and all you have to do is multiply by how many hundreds of thousands of dollars you have in your mortgage to make this make sense for you. Okay, so a 30-year mortgage at the going rate of 3.97%, Okay, uh, for every $100,000 is $474 a month of principal and interest. 
not talking taxes here, folks, just principal and interest. So $100,000, 30 years, four seventy-four a month. By the way, over the course of uh, that loan, if you live in that home and pay it, you paid back 170000 680 So for every 100 you borrow at that rate, you paid back 170000 680 Hmm. That's pretty interesting. Okay. Uh, and then a 15-year mortgage. Well, by the way, they're cheaper, which is kind of cool, 3.31%. But for every 100000 you borrow on a 15-year mortgage, it's 704. So by the way, 474, pretty close to 500. Mm -hmm. 704, couple, couple hundred bucks difference, plus or minus. And again, it's difficult to do numbers over the radio, so don't get a headache, folks. Okay, the, the big picture is, yeah, close to 500 versus a little over 700. Well, over the 15 years, you paid $126,000 back versus 170 over the 30 years, and from my math, you paid about 2.65 times more interest with, mm -hmm. the 30, with the 30-year than you did with the 15, or said differently, you saved about $44,000 doing that, which is almost two years at University of Massachusetts, folks. I wanted to, and that's per, that's per $100,000 yeah. of your home, okay? Amazing. So the, the first point is, when you borrow money, okay, it compounds the interest. You're paying compounded interest. If you're earning compounded interest in your savings account, it's good for you. If you're paying compounded interest, it's bad for you. And, and it's a sneaky subtraction of your money, that compounded interest in a loan. Mm -hmm. Okay? <clears throat> so, basically, uh, a, a $500,000 home, just as an example, with $100,000 down, that's a big number, and a $400,000 mortgage, there's like $176,000 more interest on 30 years than a 15 years. So Ouch. they're huge, folks. They're just plain huge, <coughs> and compounding will kill you. So if you could have scrounged up that 220 bucks extra and you made that go away in 15 years, I'm thinking your life is a whole lot uh, more comfortable mm -hmm. after having done that, okay? All right, so that's that's the short story there, folks. Okay, okay, adjustable rate mortgages, okay? Well, you borrow some money, and the amount of interest that you pay varies depending upon what, what happens over time, okay? So from that point of view, uh, you can have a... F and the way they work is they have a rate, a rate that you pay, Okay, and right now, an adjustable rate mortgage across the country is like 3.4%, but there's a rate you pay for a period of time, okay, and then it's reset, and it's raised or lowered depending upon what happens with interest rates. So if you have an adjustable rate mortgage, the amount of interest that you pay floats up and floats down, okay, with going interest rates out there. There are some caps on that. Well, if I have an adjustable rate mortgage and they reset it, you know, is there any limit? <clears throat> Usually, adjustable rate mortgages reset in six months, and the cap might be, well, we're not going to raise it any more than uh, 1%. Some adjustable rate mortgages reset in a year, okay, and the, the usual cap would be no more than 2%. But, folks, you have risk 
okay, if interest rates rise and you have money in your pocket, okay, if they go down, okay, uh, and it's just kind of a different situation in terms of how that works. Uh, the, the other, the only other thing you need to know about adjustable rate mortgages is uh, if you have a five one arm at three point seven five or three point three seven five percent. I'll explain in English what that is. For the first five years, you pay three point three seven five percent interest, and starting in the sixth year and every year after that. You're going to get a surprise about what you're paying, up mm-hmm. or down, folks. Okay? All right. So which do you choose? Okay. How do, how, how do I do that? Well, let's see. Okay. With a standard mortgage. I, by the way, I say you pick the regular mortgage, folks. Okay. Well, wait a minute. But if interest rates go down, it'll be cheaper. Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal. With a regular mortgage, the lender has the risk of how this goes down. Mm-hmm. If you've got a 4% mortgage and rates go up to 16%, you're not on the hook for the difference. The lender is. With an adjustable rate mortgage, you take the risk. You could get the reward or you could get punished severely depending upon which way interest rates go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, in my business, I like to say there are things you can control in your financial life and things you can't. One of the things you could control is your mortgage rate, okay, if it's fixed. And so, you know, and again, I'm not saying everybody go out there and jump into a fixed mortgage tomorrow, although, hmm, interest rates happen to be pretty low and where are they going from here? Nope, that's right. not a recommendation. That's a, if you have to pick one, just remember, with an adjustable rate mortgage, you got the risk ball, okay, and with a regular fixed old mortgage, you don't. It is what it is. And if you can pay the adjustable, if you can pay the fixed rate, at whatever it does when you got it, I guess you're okay for the rest of your life, sort of a thing. Okay. Alrighty. Two other two other quickies. I am flying by here. That's a good thing. You can also get a home equity loan. That's another different kind of a mortgage. It works virtually like the mortgage on your home these days. If it's not adjustable, it's a fixed rate. And it's a smaller chunk of money that you borrow for a fixed time. So it's like having two mortgages on your home. Mm -hmm. And that second mortgage or that home equity loan, we got to get that term right, uh, that thing, okay, has a fixed time frame and a fixed principal and interest and you know what's going on. Last and not least, home equity lines of credit. A home equity line of credit is a loan against your home. Okay, works just like your charge card, which is a line of credit. Your charge card, uh, you borrow X amount of dollars, you have an ability on your charge card to uh, go borrow as much money as you need, okay, uh, given the circumstances. Uh, but that money is based on the equity that you have in your home. So, it, folks, it works just like a charge card. If you have a $15,000 limit on your charge card, you can borrow up to $15,000 and you have to pay it back, okay? So, a home equity line of credit is just another way to borrow against your home for whatever purposes or reasons uh, that you uh, think are good. Uh, I Mike, think just real quick, yeah, in, sure. my, in my world, the reverse mortgage yep. world, I'll ask folks if they have mortgages on their home. Yeah. And sometimes they'll say, no, I don't. And I say, yeah. well, do you have a home equity line? Yes, I do. Well, yeah, that's a mortgage too. Yeah, so it's super, good to know it is a mortgage, just a different. Yeah. Way. Okay. Uh, so what, what I think we'll do is very quickly uh, reverse mortgage. I mean, the home equity lines of credit. You use them for backup, folks, for emergencies. If you have to do some home improvements, but you better be able to afford them. We're back.
listening to McNamara on Money. My name is Mike McNamara. My guest this morning is David Tortolot from Homestead Mortgages, and uh, his uh, area of specialty is reverse mortgage. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Mike. Thanks All for right. having me. Thank you. You're most welcome here. Folks, um, we are broadcasting this show live in Marshfield, Massachusetts on WATD 95.9 FM, and we are broadcasting this show as well to the Merrimack Valley, courtesy of WCAP 980 AM. And so uh, we have two different listening audiences. This is a great thing. Uh, If you're on the South Shore, our telephone number is 781-837-4900. Give us a call if you have a question. And if you're in the Merrimack Valley, you can either go to McNamaraOnMoney.com with your question, or even more quickly, you can email questions at McNamaraOnMoney.com. So uh, if you're too shy or too busy to give us a question regardless of where you live, go right to that website and help yourself, folks. Uh, we figure if you take the time to do that, we'll, we'll make the time to get back to you. Okay, so um, the first half of this show, the first hour, uh, I'm doing a run around the tulips with uh, regular old mortgages and trying to explain how they work, which I did quickly and hopefully reasonably well in the first half of this hour. Uh, the second half, we're going to be talking about like do's and don'ts, okay? Uh, and But very quickly, let me finish up on the home equity line. You have money available to you through the equity in your home. You can borrow up to a limit. You can write a check against it and buy anything you want, okay? Uh, so when you, when you borrow money, make sure, by the way, average uh, home equity line of credit mortgage, uh, 6.75% courtesy of bankrate.com. Whatever you borrow, have a fixed payback schedule. It's real easy. They just send you a bill for your interest for the first 10 years. Mighty easy not to pay principal. So if you borrow money in your home equity line, make sure you set a fixed period of time to pay it back and stick with it or it'll catch up with you. Okay, if you can't do that, if you can't make that plan, I would respectfully suggest that maybe you couldn't have purchased whatever you did if you couldn't back it a, pay it back at a certain period of time. Uh, and let's see, yeah, again, the, the interest only is really deceptive. If you borrowed $100,000 at you know 6%, you'd only pay $6,000 the first year. But m- remember that principal you borrowed, folks? You've got to pay that back sometime. So at the end of usually 10 years, Regardless of what you paid on a home equity line of credit, they turn it into a mortgage with principal and interest coming back at you. Okay, uh, I honestly think that home equity lines of credit can do more damage to your life than charge cards, folks. Primarily because you can borrow more money uh, mm-hmm. and get yourself in trouble. But anyway, <clears throat> all right, so time for the do's and don'ts. This is Mike McNamara's do's and don'ts of mortgages in general, okay? So, by the way... Uh, Let let me give you a little history here. The average person in America, according to the Census Bureau, moves 11.7 times in their lifetime. Already, that's like number one. Wow. Okay, yeah, wow indeed. Okay. Uh, And then the uh, average uh, refinance in America, okay, 40% of yearly loans in America are refinanced according to Freddie Mac. Uh, okay, so I'm going to round that off and say every three years. All right, so folks, so so here's the here's the deal. People move 11 times. They probably buy some houses in some of those moves, and on average, folks who have homes refinance every three years. Okay, so that those are all scary, by the way. So let me let me we're going to do an example of a a couple, and we're going to make it simple. We're going to start off at age 30 buying a home. Okay, and then at age 40 
and 50 and 60, we're going to buy a new home every 10 years. A lot less than people actually move, sort of a thing. So we're going to be on the conservative side. You bought a home at age 30, you bought one at age 40, at age 50, and at age 60. Okay? Uh, and then, let's see. Well, we'll get to the refinance I'm in. So, folks, so here, here's, here's how it happens, and here's the trouble. I bought that 30, at age 30, I bought my starter home, as they say in the, in the real estate industry. At age 40, I got a couple of kids, and the starter home is not big enough. So the question is, are you buying a bigger or a smaller home? And the answer is bigger. Are you going to have a bigger or a smaller mortgage than you started? Bigger. Okay, so let's see. Went from home number one, more expensive, bigger mortgage. Well, when you go to home number one to home number two, and then you go from home number two to home number three, same question, folks, same answer. Bigger mortgage, bigger home. Okay, and then you go to bigger home number... Yeah, you go to home number four. We only moved four times, not 11, folks. You go to home number four. By the way, maybe it's a smaller one because you downsize, maybe not. But if it's a smaller one, it's no less expensive, folks. I can assure you that. So that fourth home is at least as expensive as your third one. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, and so my comment is that most folks who purchase homes buy bigger homes and have bigger mortgages. Mm -hmm. Okay, everybody following me here? So if that you're 30 sense. years old, so here's the, here's the scary part. If you're 30 years old, your first mortgage was 30 years. When you buy the second home, are you going to get a 20-year mortgage? You're going to get a 30-year mortgage. Okay. 30, right? Yeah, because it's cheap. I can afford to do that. Okay. So folks who purchase homes, pretty much, almost always, and unfortunately, okay, stretch out that mortgage to 30 years. Okay. That should be a scary proposition, folks, which I'll get to in a moment. By the way, I haven't even got to refinancing somebody. You know, while you're in that home, mm -hmm. let's pretend you refinanced a few times. Yeah, okay, to, to say the, sure, sure. Okay, so so here's what's going on. Okay, so you you know in your life, uh, here's how this works. I'm a certified financial planner practitioner. We help folks retire. We help them live their lives. We try to do the best we can to get people have a handle in their financial situation. Okay, it is a general rule of thumb and applying to nobody that when you retire, you have to drop your living expenses by somewhere between 25 and 35% to be in the same place. Folks, take your principal and interest payment on your mortgage, multiply it by 12 months, divide it by your income, and I'll bet you it's 25 to 35% of your expenses. So I have a magical suggestion for those who want to be able to, without no brainer, uh, reduce their expenses in retirement, have your mortgage retired when you are Mm. Period. Folks who have, uh, the folks I've met over the years who had their mortgage retired when they were, had a whole heck of a lot more chance of living a successful retirement, mm. okay, th th than those who didn't, okay? Or said differently, folks, you don't want to retire and have a mortgage, but you're not on that course if you're buying bigger homes with bigger mortgages over that period of time. Hence, I go back to the too much house, okay, sort of a thing, okay? Let's talk for a moment about the refinancing. So in the middle of every one of those decades, maybe you refinance to get a better rate or to take out some more money, which is certainly a regular, you know, every three years people refinance. Yep. We're only gonna do it every 10, mm -hmm. and we're gonna do it like three times, okay? So the normal uh, answer is I'm going to refinance and save some money. Um, I, 
I would say that that is not actually what most folks do who refinance. Okay, okay. If if you refinanced, saved two hundred dollars a month, and put that two hundred dollars in your retirement plan at work, and or put that two hundred dollars in a college savings plan for your kids. I agree with you saved the money. Okay, for anybody else who didn't do that, didn't take the exact dollar savings, put your name on it and save it, it was really you'd save that money to spend it someplace else. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay, I've got $200 a month, what else am I going to buy? Or maybe you had a large charge card and you really couldn't that $200 a month just pays expenses that you couldn't pay to begin with because you put it on a charge card, okay? Mm-hmm. So, okay, so, if you save money doing a refinance, it means only one thing, folks. You put it in your retirement plan at work or you saved it for college or you saved it for your retirement. If that money just disappears into your life, you're going to spend it on some somebody or something, and maybe you couldn't even afford it the $200 a month that you saved anyway. Maybe that was above, above your circumstances. Right. Folks, this is a very easy way and a slow, stealth way to get into a big financial pickle between now and the rest of your life. You don't want to turn around at age 60, start thinking about retirement, and have a $240,000 mortgage that remains on your home. By the way, a number of those folks are unfortunately the ones we'll talk to David. Okay, and when we get to the reverse mortgage side of this equation, sort of a thing, okay? The debt that you have, folks, okay, can be a killer when it comes to living your life now, okay, and planning for retirement. And unfortunately, okay, I could tell you stories but won't, but I think you understand that. So if you're, if you're listening to this show, I don't mean to sound like I'm on a soapbox, but please think about the things that I've said. We live in this great country and marketing rules, and we, we deserve this lifestyle. We need this all this good stuff. And we, we just, you know, we just want to live at a certain rate or a certain inside of a certain life. And my question is, can you afford the life that you're in? and uh, having already planned for retirement. Do do you know that you can afford the life you live right now and be okay in retirement? If you do, congratulations, have fun. The folks who know that are folks who have a serious financial plan in life about living today and living for the future, with or without a financial planner, but probably a little bit easier, okay? If if you're living this beautiful life now and saving money for retirement, you're on schedule for retirement, and if you're saving money for your kid's college and you're on schedule for that, have a good one, enjoy life, you deserve it. But maybe you're above that line, okay, and your life now is going to sacrifice to some extent your life later. Uh, sorry to sound like a, a bummer here on the radio, mm-hmm. folks, but please think about that. It's so easy to get tied up in that. David, I've been ranting and raving here. Uh, go right ahead. Be my, you know, any no, comments, no, please? I, I totally agree with you. I mean, and you hit the nail on the head. Most clients that come to me, not most clients, but a good portion of them will come to me that have a mortgage. And the average age of my client is 70, 71 years old. So. Yeah, yeah. It's it's sad. I so mean, a good portion already have a mortgage. Uh, yeah. I'd say about thirty to thirty forty percent. Thirty forty percent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The rest yeah. don't. Yeah. But the ones that do, uh, based on a family circumstance, yeah. helped out a family member and so yeah. on and so forth. So I know it makes it makes perfect sense. Yeah. And then um, so, so, so please, folks, just think about what you're doing with one of the biggest financial variables in your life, which is your mortgage. Okay. So now. 
I get to my summary where I have all these uh, words of wisdom for everybody listening out there, okay? Uh, anyway, <laughs> at least I think they are, okay? <laughs> so first of all, you know, write this down, folks. Your home is not an investment. It is a lifestyle choice, okay? Um, I'm, I'm, I hope we don't get a call from a realtor right now because then I'm going to go off uh, off script here. But l- let me explain something as somebody who sits down with folks and help them plan for retirement, folks. Folks, if you take what you paid for your home and if you subtract from that or if you add to that all of the improvements that you did to your home, not maintenance, but improvements. Uh, I, I redid the bathroom. I redid the kitchen. Uh, you know, I added a room uh, above the garage. Okay, if if you sat down uh, over the life of the uh, the time that you owned a certain home, okay, figured out what you paid for it, what you added to it, and then figure out what it sold for. Uh, folks, you didn't make as much as you thought you made. Okay, the, 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 the information that we hear from all over the places, your home's going to appreciate 5 or 6% in value. Well, that's correct, perhaps. Maybe your home does grow in value, but they didn't tell you about the expenses you paid along the way. Yeah. Okay, so, so you're not going to... It's gonna, called profit. It's called profit. Okay, folks, if you add in what you really spent for improvements, that profit ain't as much as you thought it was, folks. Okay, uh, and, and you might... And you might be terrified when you see some of those numbers. So, so please, oh please, your home is not an investment. My second comment about that is that there are some folks who are planning to use the equity in their home for retirement purposes, okay? And that's, that's a perfectly fine goal. It's your equity in your home, and it's your money. You can do what you want with it, okay? Uh, well, well there's, there's a little problem with that because then the question becomes, well, how do you get that money out of your home if you plan on using that, okay? And the, the most common and least scary way uh, is folks will say, I'm just going to sell my home, downsize, take some money off the table, put that money in my retirement nest egg pot, if you will, uh, and live happily ever after. Uh, folks, that's more than likely not going to happen, okay? Uh, you are listening to a certified financial planner who's been around the, the world for 38 years talking with folks and clients, and the short story is, here's what happens when you get to that retirement choice about downsizing your home, you are going to buy a smaller home without question. It is going to be at least as expensive as the home that you sold, because who wants to move to a retirement home that's a little uh, that's less less desirable mm-hmm. than the home that you're living in right now, right. folks? If you've got a six hundred thousand dollar home and you're planning on downsizing to a four hundred thousand dollar home in ten years, go out and look around right now and see what you can buy for $400,000 and see how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so let me be clear that for most folks out there, I'm sorry, many, I'm not gonna, I don't want the folks in the Merrimack Valley to never tune back into the show, but, yeah. uh, but folks, th- j- please just think about it, okay? I will tell you that there are precious few people I have met, okay, uh, in, the, in the last 25 years, okay, who had their home fully paid for, by the way, who, who could downsize 
and take any money off the table. It's an extremely rare circumstance. That's just the way it is, folks, okay? So that goes back to your home is not an investment anyway. But but no, so you can't downsize. And by the way, if you borrow money any other way, you got to pay it back unless it's a reverse mortgage. Stay, right. stay tuned for the second hour here, yep. folks. Okay, so your home is not an investment, numero uno. Number two, plan to have your mortgage retired when you are. This is life-changing, folks. If you're 30 years old and you're listening to me and you buy a home at 40, get a 20-year mortgage, folks. If you're 40 years old and you buy a home at 50, get a 10-year mortgage, folks. Okay, living happily ever after just got a whole lot more probable if you do like that. Well, I'm not going to live the same life I'm living now. Correct. Okay, but maybe you're living too much of a life now and you haven't thought about what's going on down the road. We, we live in the moment. We live in the now here. I think as a country, we don't give a whole lot of thought to our futures way down the line. Uh, and you don't want to be surprised about that when the time comes, folks. Okay, by the way, if you saved money on a refi, you're kidding yourself unless you put it in your retirement plan. Okay, or your college savings account for your kids, or by the way, as an extra investment account for your retirement if you're already filling up your retirement plans at work. Okay, um, can you afford your life now and be on track for retirement? Okay, by the way, that includes college costs. Can, can you answer that question, folks? The, the life that you're living now, whatever it happens to be, okay, can you afford it? with your future obligations ahead of you, being paying for college for many folks and or retiring at whatever you know point in life and in whatever financial situation you choose to be in. I respectfully submit that many folks listening to this show okay, uh, don't know the answer to that question, and you should. And the answer to that question involves go seeing a certified financial planner practitioner, okay, I, I don't care what their last name is, folks, who have the ability to help you develop a plan for your life now and your life later, and then you'd know, you know, how things are in your life. If you're listening to me, you're saying, I've got to change my lifestyle, it's going to be hard, yes. Okay, uh, doesn't mean you can't fix it, there may, and there may be some sacrifices involved, but if you knew what the future looked like on your present course today and it wasn't good news, would you want to know? And, you know, or did you just want to yeah. stick your head in the sand sort of a thing? So, yes, I'm talking about some scary stuff here for some of the folks who are listening to me. Sorry about that. That's kind of how it is. It's reality. Uh, yeah, folks, this is the Call-In Talk Radio Show, our telephone number here on the South Shore, 781-837-4900. And if you're listening to us in the Merrimack Valley, questions at McNamaraOnMoney.com. Or just go to McNamaraOnMoney.com and check out that question section. Okay, uh, let's see. By the way, if you don't have a uh, financial plan in place and uh, and think you can do it yourself or don't, or don't think you have enough money to go visit with a financial planner, here's how you should run the rest of your life, okay? Uh, you should live within your means, okay? And, and what that means is saving at least 10% of each working spouse in a retirement plan starting tomorrow, okay? And it means living on what's left. And by the way, folks, it means having a zero charge card balance every month, 
uh, and it means having debt that will be gone by the time that you retire. Okay, the, that that's what you have to do, folks, okay, if you don't want to look out into that future. And by the way, that's a, 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 a you know, well, I can't live on what's left. I've, my, I'm putting money in my charge card, or I'm going to my home equity line of credit because I can't pay for the, you know, if you're going to improve your kitchen for $30,000, and you can't pay it off in three, four years. My question is, I don't think, or my comment is, I don't think you could have afforded to do that. You really need to think about that yeah. sort of a thing. You know, we're spoiled mm -hmm. you know, with, with the living in the now, and it's great if you can afford it, folks. But maybe you don't, maybe you think you can afford it, and you really can't. And why wouldn't you just go check it out and figure it out? Mm -hmm. Surprises later uh, are never uh, good circumstances. Okay, so let's see. Uh, yep, so uh, so you, people don't... This is a lead-in to you, David, like you can't believe. What a softball pitch here. <laughs> okay, uh, you don't... Segway. You know, to, please don't plan on using your home equity in retirement, okay? You may have to, but folks, you don't want to plan on it. The folks that, that we work with, a, a very large percentage of them say, I'd like to leave a legacy for my kids. I'd like to leave them my home. Terrific. Okay. If, if that's your plan, that means that you uh, can't can't use the equity in your home because you're going to leave your kids with a, a mortgage and or they're going to have to pay off the mortgage before they get it sort mm -hmm. of a thing. So if you add that into the equation, even more reason to pay attention to the rest of your life from an equity point of view. Okay. Uh, let's see. Am I, I think I'm like mostly, mostly down these, uh, these comments. Uh, yeah, my, uh, point, yeah, yeah. don't, I, it's pretty scary here. Um, I'll take a breath. David, uh, questions or comments here? I can certainly go on, but, I mean, you see the other end of this, basically, right? You see the yeah. folks who didn't quite, that, that can give their home with no mortgage to their kids. You've seen, uh, you know, uh, you, you, you don't see those folks, and, and, and you don't see folks who have equity in their home, it's fully owned, and, and they, even though they don't need a reverse mortgage to live the rest of their life. They may choose to do one for some reasons, but they don't need to do that. So the, you know, the, the, the reason I combine the forward and reverse mortgage concept is here, if you do it correctly forward, David will be out of business, but that's probably not going to happen for a while, kind of given the way we do things, okay? If you don't do your forward mortgages and your debt correctly, okay, you'll be doing it in reverse, uh, which is why we're having the second part of the show uh, for, for folks who might be a little tardy, okay, uh, in getting to that sort of a situation. Okay. Um, what else can we talk about here? So, folks, uh, again, um, we have open lines here. That's a, a radio euphemism for saying we haven't got a call yet, but if you're in the uh, South Shore area, you can call us. We're live here at 781-837-4900. Uh, if you happen to be uh, in the Merrimack Valley um, you can email your questions to questions at McNamaraOnMoney.com, or you can just go to McNamaraOnMoney.com and write down the question and give us a call if, if you have that. But, f folks, uh, you know, the, the big picture is that, that debt in your life, primarily your home mortgage and whatever, and sure, let's throw charge cards in there, debt in your life uh, is a major roadblock for you living today and living in retirement, and you just have to handle that uh, the best way that you possibly can as you go through life. And you know, my guess is 
that that means uh, for, uh, hmm, okay, that means for folks listening to us right now, they might have to do some backpedaling in the quality of their life to get mm-hmm. someplace. Well, that's a pretty frightening thing, and I'm really, you know, kind of sorry about that message, but that's that's truly the way it is here, folks. So, alrighty, we're, uh, let's go. Mm-hmm. 